Cookie Monster sightings are unsettling the locals. A new bill would make R&B music the official state music of Rhode Island. And a pastor has died while attempting to emulate Jesus Christ's 40-day fast. These are the weird stories on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. I'm your host, Jonesy. I have three weird stories from around the world for you. Let's go. Cookie Monster sightings are unsettling the locals. This story is out of a very weird city called Santa Cruz. It's on the coast of California. Have you you heard about Santa Cruz? Very quirky place. Their college mascot is the Banana Slugs, I believe. Uh, Anyways, we got Cookie Monster sightings. The police department is encouraging people not to engage with this man dressed in a Cookie Monster costume who has been seen around the Santa Cruz Wharf along with the beach boardwalk for the past week. Spokesperson Joyce Blaschke said the Santa Cruz Police Department has received some calls from concerned residents saying the man dressed as the iconic Sesame Street character is extremely creepy and uncomfortable. Oh, it sounds to me like he's asking for more than a cookie from the locals. <laughs> Not just trying to cop a cookie, trying to cop a feel on the boardwalk, see? Nah, we won't tolerate that in Santa Cruz, see? Get out of this town, Cookie Monster. Go back where you came from. Go back to Sesame Street, see? Now, although the Cookie Monster has yet to be charged with any actual crime... Uh, The spokesperson says the man has been known to, quote, badger people. Um, Doesn't indicate exactly what's going on, but let's keep reading. Maybe we have some anecdotes from the local interaction with Le Cookie Monster. Now, one resident is claiming that this cookie monster is the same individual that was identified in a Los Angeles Times news article in 2016. Um, The man in that article was identified as Oregon-born Adam Sandler, not the Adam Sandler, but a different Adam Sandler. And according to several media reports, this Adam Sandler has faced criminal charges in other cities, including New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, for threats against tourists, other street performers, and store owners as well. Wow, sounds like this guy has a strange fetish of dressing up as the cookie monster and antagonizing people that he comes across. His unsavory antics include anti-Semitic tirades that have been caught on video. He's threatened business owners and residents in multiple cities and even found himself in an extortion case involving the Girl Scouts, for which he reportedly once worked as a temporary employee on a short-term computer programming project. (laughs) They went in a deep dive into this guy's past. This isn't the same Cookie Monster I know. Cookie Monster I know just like to eat cookies. This guy's, uh, although working, it's, uh, it just hit me how funny it is for a guy who dresses up as a cookie monster to get a job with the Girl Scouts who are known for selling cookies. <laughs> uh, he was in trouble. It doesn't say what he did with the Girl Scouts. Perhaps he was trying to steal the cookies. Uh, did we think of this? In New York, this guy frequented Central Park dressed as Elmo from Sesame Street. Okay. Uh, He was captured on video in 2012 shouting anti-Semitic and xenophobic remarks dressed as Elmo. That's fairly odd behavior. In San Francisco in 2014, he was charged with being a public nuisance and threatening a business owner on Fisherman's Wharf who put up a sign saying that the costume man was not a store employee. Uh, I wonder if he was passing himself as an employee dressed as Oscar. 
Well, just I would say in general, look out for the Cookie Monster in the Santa Cruz area, particularly near the wharf. He likes to hang out at the beachfront dressed as Sesame Street characters, along with um, enacting his public nuisance policy that he has. Um, and so, you know, just watch out for the kids, because this is someone a child would want to run up on immediately. And uh, you probably want to keep your kid away from this character, I'd imagine. Uh, there's no statement from the Sesame Street organization, but I'd imagine they don't approve of someone dressing as the Cookie Monster and harassing people in a wharf area, I'd imagine. Yay! You ain't heard weird news yet. But baby you just ain't heard weird news yet. Here's something, here's something, here's something you're never going to forget. You know, you know, you know, you know, you ain't heard weird news yet. <laughs> I almost got that out unflawed. A new bill would make R&B music the official state music of Rhode Island. As many of you know, I'm a huge fan of R&B music. Someone sent me this article and I was thrilled. I did a story earlier in the week about a state that was trying to adopt an official aroma. Rhode Island is trying to adopt R&B music as their official state music. They have an official state song, in case you don't know, it's titled Rhode Island's It For Me. Never heard that track. Perhaps I should research this a little further. And uh, now the legislature in Rhode Island is proposing an official state music, Rhythm and Blues, and I support it. Let's get some information and find out why Rhythm and Blues is the choice of Rhode Island. We have in the story Representative David Bennett, a Warwick Democrat. He introduced the bill to make R&B the state's official music genre at the request of the Rhode Island Rhythm and Blues Preservation Society. And he said he believes the designation would help unite people around music that is very popular with people of all races and that it contains elements of pop, soul, funk, hip-hop, and electronic music. Yes, but what is its tie to Rhode Island other than the Rhythm and Blues Preservation Society? Well, he noted that Providence was home to the Celebrity Club, which was filled with R&B music and was considered the first integrated club in New England, welcoming black and white musicians and audiences. The Celebrity Club brought in legends such as Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, Count Basie, and Duke Ellington. The club closed in 1960. The bill is scheduled to come before the House Committee on Special Legislation in the next House session. And Bennett said some of his colleagues have joked about why he isn't backing a rock and roll bill. And he acknowledged that Rhode Island is home to nationally recognized events such as the Newport Jazz Festival and the Newport Folk Festival. Bennett said musicians often play rhythm and blues at the Newport Jazz Festival, and he said an official state music genre has to include everyone. If the bill passes, R&B would be added to the list of Rhode Island state symbols, which includes the state appetizer, calamari, the state drink, coffee milk, the state bird, Rhode Island red, and the state insect, the American burying beetle. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with coffee milk. That is uh, something you should familiarize yourself with. Um, I'm kind of a connoisseur of various coffee drinks, and I've experienced coffee milk because I've been to Rhode Island, and it, it is delicious. It's a little sweet, uh, not something I could drink on a daily. It reminds me a bit of, you know, you ever have Vietnamese iced coffee? It's, it's sweet like that. Now, I dug a little deeper and just Googled any R&B artists from Rhode Island that we would all know. Well, yes, there, there are a few that you will know. Uh, have you heard of a man named Jeffrey Osborne? Jeffrey Osborne was born in Rhode Island. Uh, 
he had a quite a solo career and he was in a band that I totally dig called LTD. They have a song that I really love called uh, Love Ballad and Jeffrey Osborne just crushes the vocals in that song. He's like, I have never been so much in love. By the way, I watched some videos of Jeffrey Osborne singing live recently. This guy is in phenomenal shape. For a dude who's probably in his 60s, he's like ripped and he's running all over the place. He's fabulous. I would totally see him. He recently performed at the Newport Jazz Festival, from my understanding. Another artist that I really love, John B. Have you heard of John B.? Hey, pretty girl, can I be? He's a record producer and he's had some platinum albums. Uh, I believe he was discovered by Babyface. Anyways, he was, he's from Pawtucket, Rhode Island. He's been Grammy nominated as well. Some other known R&B artists, Tavares is from Rhode Island, Freddie Scott and Blue Cantrell, to name a few. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like they have a, a very beefy R&B history in Rhode Island, and uh, you know I love R&B music, so I'm all for it. Let's do it, guys. Yay! A pastor has died while attempting to emulate Jesus Christ's 40-day fast. A pastor in Mozambique has died after trying to fast for 40 days in an attempt to copy what Jesus Christ is said to have done in the Bible, according to reports. Francisco Baraja, who founded the Santa Trinidad Evangelical Church, unfortunately died in a hospital in the city of Beira, 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 Beira. I don't know how to say it. Uh, he was taken to that place in a critical condition. And it says by the time the 39-year-old reached 25 days without food, he had lost so much weight and strength that he was no longer able to stand up on his own. Relatives and followers of his church became so concerned for his well-being that they insisted he seek some medical attention. Once he arrived at the hospital, sadly, he was diagnosed with acute anemia and failure of his digestive organs, and doctors simply could not save the man. Now, according to the media, the pastor was also a French teacher in the town of Mesica. Mesica? Mesica. I think I got that one close anyways. Uh, it's on the western border of Mozambique and Zimbabwe. Members of his church said it was common for the pastor and his followers to fast, but not for that extreme and dangerous length of time. The Bible's Gospel of Luke says that after his baptism, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days. The Gospel of Matthew goes on to say that the fast went on for 40 days and 40 nights, which uh, makes sense. The story sees Jesus being tempted by the devil, but he perseveres and passes the test. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry, says the Bible in Luke 4.2. However, the two accounts are pretty unclear on whether Jesus completely gave up food and water. Some scholars suggest he ate nothing, while others believe he would have survived off scraps in the wilderness. So we don't even really have an accurate historical account um, other than a couple of anecdotes on what actually happened during those 40 days. Um, and according to science, depending on the person, humans can live without food for lengthy periods of time. Uh, a well-fed male weighing around 70 kgs could survive between one and three months without eating, it says. However, people who have voluntarily stopped eating in hunger strikes have died after 45 to 61 days without food the publications say, suggesting that a person is unlikely to survive three months 
without food, even if they are well nourished. Surviving without water is another matter. People typically die after about three days without drinking any fluids. Now, this man, Baraha from Mozambique, is not the first person reported to have died attempting to emulate Jesus Christ's 40-day fast in the desert. A Zimbabwean man died after 30 days previously, and in 2006, a woman died in London when she was halfway through a similar fast. Well, this should teach us all a lesson that moderation is the key with anything. Don't go to extremes when it comes to diet and your body. Uh, you could wind up in some trouble. I know people who fast on a regular basis. They don't do 40 days, though. They do like a, a few days, then they wait. A few months go by, they do another few days, maybe even a week. I think that's kind of pushing it. Um, I'm not entirely familiar with fasting, but the science seems to say that you don't want to push this to the limit here. Uh, Jesus was known for certain miracles, such as walking on water. Yeah, I just don't think we want to test these things with our own bodies. I don't think we are capable of doing some of the fantastic feats that Jesus has, is said to have done in the Bible, just as I don't think we're really able to do the fantastic feats that Spider-Man has done in history as well. We should just uh, cherish these figures and be in awe of their special powers and use that for inspiration, but not emulation. You understand what I'm saying? And that wraps up another episode of the Weird AF News Podcast, the only daily weird news podcast in the known galaxy. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Please like it on Spotify. Follow it. Follow it. Or don't if, you, if you're not into it. Um, if you don't like it, just go away. You don't have to write a bad review. Um, people seem to feel such a compulsion to do that. It's such a strange behavior to me. But um, keep in mind, this is a free production here. Uh, from one man in a closet. Keep that in context when you're judging me. <laughs> I don't have a team of writers. Okay, this is an NPR, after all. It's a comedian in a closet who is often hungover. That's what's going on here. But we're doing the best we can over here. And I thank all the loyal listeners of the show. And I want to thank all my loyal patrons as well that give a little bit of money each month to, uh, to keep this going. I appreciate everyone. And we have some new people that joined the Patreon, so I want to give some shout-out and some love to Helen Co Helen Cooper. Cooper? Cooper. It's Cooper, but spelled K-E-U-P-E-R. I'm accustomed to Cooper, C-O-O-P-E-R, like D.B. Cooper. That You guys know D.B. Cooper, the, um, the legend, the guy who jumped out of a plane with a bunch of ransom money and was never found fascinating, weird story. I love stuff like that. Anyways, Helen Cooper, no relation to D.B. Cooper, joined the Patreon. So big shout out to Helen. I appreciate the support, Helen. Thank you so much for showing that kindness and generosity. And also, we have to show love to Cynthia Farnsworth, who joined the Patreon as well. Cynthia is a big fan of the show. We've had um, many interactions via email and whatnot. So thank you, Cynthia Farnsworth, for joining the Patreon as well. Appreciate... Um, your graciousness, and uh, I hope you uh, take some time to check out the extra weird content that's located inside the Patreon. That's pretty cool. We're going to do an Ask Jonesy Anything video pretty soon, so uh, those of you who have joined the Patreon, you can ask a question if you'd like, and, um, and then you can obviously watch the response video that I put out. It's usually like 45 minutes long because I can't help but just keep going on and on and on. I'm, I'm known as a rambler, 
especially when I'm highly caffeinated, I tend to ramble. Anyways, thank you for the new patrons. Appreciate that. You guys can join the Patreon as well, just like Cynthia and Helen just did, by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner. Or download the Patreon app on your smartphone and just do a little search for Weird AF News. It's the only one in existence, as I mentioned up top here in this outro. Uh, also want to give a shout out and a congratulations to Stephen Clark, who's a big time OG fan of Weird AF News, and he just got engaged. So a big shout out to Stephen Clark and uh, congratulations to Steve for getting engaged. Isn't that sweet? Uh, if you guys want to reach out to me and let me know what you got going on in your life, um, the email is always available. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. You can send me articles as well or just say hello. I'm okay with that too. I like that. I like to get a nice hello. It's pretty sweet. If you happen to be living in the Bay Area, I'm going to be doing shows this weekend. So uh, follow me on my Instagram to find out the details at funnyjones on the gram. Uh, yeah. As always, uh, we will be doing a show tomorrow, so hang around, and we'll set. I'm kind of running out of things to say here. It's getting awkward for us all, so I'm going to sign off here. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>